Hi, it's David Everett with the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. You know, one of the most profound shifts in recent years has been the shift to webcam and cell phone video as a primary mechanism for face-to-face -face communication. But there's been another rapidly growing shift from voicemail and email and even texting to an extent to video mail as a more effective way to reach out and deliver messages. We're talking today about the use of video to build more meaningful relationships with your customers. I'm talking to Ethan Butte, Chief Evangelist at BombBomb. It's David Averin on the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, back in 20 seconds. You're listening to the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin, featuring candid conversations with some of the most influential leaders in business today. Sit back and listen in, or feel free to watch the video version online. This is the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, and here's David Averin. Hi, it's David Averin with the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. Welcome. If you're listening to this on all of the audio sources, C-Suite Radio and Spotify and everything else, and those of you who enjoy the video, I'm kind of a video guy, so I like watching this and watching podcasts and video. Of course, it's on my website at davidaverin.com and also on YouTube and C-Suite TV, but, but video is kind of the theme for the day. I've been a big believer that so much of what's happened in recent years, or certainly over the last year, has accelerated what has long been predicted about how we're going to do business. It's sort of Jetsons meets whatever else. But, but this, this trend started a long time ago. Um, and so one of the, the things, and I'm full disclosure, I am a client of BombBomb, which is the, one of the reasons why I've become more familiar with the company, because it has been so effective for our business. Because I'm a speaker, because I'm on stage, so much of what I do is visual. And so we, we stumbled upon, actually didn't stumble upon, it got re referenced or referred to me by a colleague that, um, that video email is a great way to do those introductory calls. And so many people are doing, I mean, God knows we know that we don't. We don't pick up our messages. Who leaves messages on voicemail anymore? And we do introductory or people doing mass emails or everything else. What actually works? It's not just about being cost effective. It's about being effective effective. So I'm really excited to talk today to my friend, Ethan Butte. Let me give you a quick introduction for him and then we'll, we'll greet him formally. Uh, Ethan is chief evangelist at BombBomb. Uh, bombbomb.com if you want to look it up while you're listening to this right now. Also, he's host of the Customer Experience Podcast. He's collected and told personal video success stories in hundreds of blog posts, dozens of webinars and podcasts and stage presentations and in countless conversations. He is the master of this. He is the co-author of the book, Rehumanize Your Business. Ethan, Welcome to my podcast. We're kind of on each other's podcast, aren't we? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. thank you for showing up on uh, the Customer Experience Podcast as well. It's been a pleasure to get to know you, and I'm excited for this conversation. And I just want to like plus one something you said in that introduction, which is cost-effective versus effective-effective. I think a lot of people yeah. have both limitations in their way because they're like, that's not cost-effective or that doesn't scale. And it's like... But is it the right thing to do? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be better for you? Is it going to be better for the customer? Is it going to be better for your long-term reputation? Sometimes we have to like weigh those things differently than a lot of people tend to. Yeah, but but it, but it should be how we weigh everything. I mean, they're right. yes, they're very cost-effective ways of blasting emails. 
How many of those do you respond to? How often, how many a day do you get where you know you're one of thousands of people, but the ones that the lost art, or maybe it's a new art, it's the same thing about like handwritten cards or things like that. They, they aren't done anymore. So they're so much more effective. So let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about, about BombBomb. Let's talk about, um, tell me about the company. Tell me about how it all started, but I really want to talk about more effective personal communication because, of course, this podcast and, and the business owners and entrepreneurs and others who listen, we're looking for more um, creative and effective ways to make those kinds of connections, to give people a better experience. And, and this is one of those that has been growing in, in both volume and frequency, but also in effectiveness as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go. I'll give you a quick version that I think is interesting. Feel free to interrupt me and redirect if I get too deep. But the company, no, was, le company was legally founded in 2006, which is kind of crazy in hindsight. I mean, that the iPhone didn't even exist yet. It was over a year away from an iPhone with video. But uh, Darren Dawson and Connor McCluskey uh, founded the company in 06. And then go to market was more around when I joined full time almost a decade ago in, uh, in 2011. And at the time, BombBomb was a platform that was a lot like a constant contact or a MailChimp, but with video deeply integrated into it. And the original kind of founder's vision that is alive and well today and is finally like finally catching on. I mean, you were years ahead of the curve. You sent hundreds of videos uh, from your BombBomb account. But the original founder's vision was Connor was selling outdoor advertising billboards for Lamar, which has a ton of inventory in the on the front range and in sure. the Big Speak region in particular. So he was he was growing his his accounts very very quickly, and it was he got to the point like so we're in Colorado Springs just down the road from you, but because the region is so big, some of his clients were you know ninety minutes away by car, and so like you think about okay, I went from having a couple dozen accounts to having dozens of accounts because I'm you know successful and staying in touch and et cetera. I can't get in front of people as often as I need and want to. And I know I'm speaking as Connor now. I know that when people say yes to a contract or an opportunity, they're not just saying yes to the amount of time the board's going to be up or the size of the board or the board rotations or the, the, the traffic on that road and all these other things. They're saying yes to Connor. They're saying yes to his personality. They're saying yes to his expertise. They're saying yes to his strategy that he's bringing them. He makes them feel a certain way about themselves and their business and their future. And he, he kind of knew that in intuitively, just very natural sales and marketing guy, both Darren and Connor are. And so he thought, what if I could use video to stay in front of people in a more personal way more often? Because, you know, even though I see them a couple times a year, that's not often enough for me to feel good about my investment in the relationship. Like I want to do this more often. And so they set out on this journey to figure out how to put video and email, which again, in 06 was not common or easy, uh, figured it well, out. Certainly because also the bandwidth was so slow I that delivering so those messages- so many limitations. Bandwidth was absolutely one. I mean, it was still predominantly dial-up back then. And so right. um, we didn't have a live video recorder at the time. So you had to like record a video on some device, probably a video camera, and then upload it into your account and all that. So flash forward a few years after the initial go-to-market where we added the mobile app, where we added live video recording, where we added the Chrome extension and some of these other things. And it immediately became obvious. And I was the first and only marketing guy for several years. And my number one job was talking to as many customers as possible and figuring out who are you? How did you find us? How are you using this? What's working? What's not working? And then I was also a pretty prolific user of the platform because we didn't have any you know, marketing automation or anything at the time. So I was using BombBomb to do all of the BombBomb communication and marketing. And so that combination 
really led us to understand very deeply and pretty quickly that yes, you can send a video to 500 or 5,000 or even 500,000 people all at one time. And it, it's better sometimes than sending what would otherwise be just like text or graphics and text or whatever. Right. But really the money is in, and by money, I don't mean that in like a really literal way, but like the most effective, effective to use your effective, effective from your intro um, is when you reach out to one person or three or four people for very specific reasons to make the communication more clear, to be a little bit more emotionally resonant, to break down complex topics, maybe with a show and tell with a screen recording, this, this much more personal layer of communication is where the real value is in using video in emails in text messages in slack messages in linkedin messages etc right and so for clarification once again we're talking to ethan butte chief evangelist at bomb bomb the the platform itself is literally just recording a simple message typing whatever introduction and sending it off so it's not a complex thing there's nothing to upload it is all within the platform itself and to clarify for my audience um bomb bomb is not a sponsor as a matter of fact i pay you so this is not an, an infomercial i am just so enamored with the process and the platform and i will tell you all honesty i kill it with bomb bomb it is the most effective conversion now granted when I send a, a quick video email, hi, it's David Aaron. Uh, I understand you're talking to Tiffany in my office about the possibility of me coming and presenting for your conference. I got to tell I think the fit is great, blah, blah, blah. And I tell them all about it. Listen, I look forward to working with you. And we send that off. Our conversion rate is off the charts. Now, granted, it's a little bit of a pre-qualified audience because these are people we're already talking to. But even from a, an introduction perspective, this has not only grown, it's become so much more accepted, hasn't it? And welcomed. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, it goes to bandwidth. It goes to the idea that we're more comfortable watching more video and more channels. Every single social platform has multiple ways that you can use videos, et cetera. Like it's definitely much easier and more common. And the, I want to tie together Connor's story with what you just shared there. Sure. You, you, in the introduction, you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm a speaker. And so obviously who you are is fundamental to the service that you provide. Like David Averin and who David Averin is and how he feels when he's in the room, how he feels when he's sharing information is critical to your success. But I would extend that to almost anyone listening. I would challenge anyone and feel free to email me, Ethan at bombbomb.com, E-T-H-A-N, nice. um, and I'll send a video back. Nice. Keep so going. So many of us, like when people say yes to us, these micro yeses, which are like, yes, I'll return your phone call. Yes, I'll fill out the survey. Right. Yes, I'll reply to your email. Yes, I'll make that introduction, et cetera. And the macro yeses, like you're talking about, yes, we will sign this contract and commit to bring David as our keynote speaker to our big event this fall. Um, you know, from micro to macro, yes, when people are saying yes, they're saying yes to trust, rapport, and relationship. And this idea of using your whole self in moments throughout the process, you don't send video every single time and we can get into the nuance of that if right. we want to. But when you make yourself more available, when we're restricted to these digital channels, the better off we all are. And um, and just another nuance for people who are listening, because you did, did a nice job kind of like breaking this down a little bit so people can close the gaps. Like, well, what are we talking about here? We're, we're recording this on Zoom uh, and all of us are using Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Cisco WebEx or Google Meet or wherever we're using in place of meetings. Obviously, that was driven in advance by pandemic. I think it will stay uh, in a lot of cases, but we'll start, we'll be, we will revel in getting together physically. Yes, in we person will. As often yes, we are. 
but and so that's what what we call live synchronous video communication. What we're talking about with BombBomb, and we do have competitors if people want to try them or if they're already using them. Um, we're talking about recorded asynchronous video messages. So there's also this extra layer of convenience where, you know, we were talking before we hit record and, you know, you're working around the world, David. And so you're communicating with people in multiple time zones. So you can still, you know, at 7 a.m. in the morning when you're just sharp and ready to go and you just want to send a few video messages in the morning, someone might open them up at two minutes later. Someone might open them up two hours later. Some people might open them up two days later, but they all get this little in-person David Avern experience where they feel like they know you, you're explaining something, you're helping them, you're answering their question, whatever you might be doing. So this asynchronicity um, still allows that personal feel, but at the convenience of both the sender and the recipient. And then of course we track the results. So that closes the gaps, you know, when someone opened your email, played your right. video, et cetera. But, but listen, but Ethan, it goes to a different level. And this is why it's so effective for us. And I think can be for so many others as well. It's more than just asynchronous. It is, it is controlled in the sense that in any conversation right now, and I'm, I'm a big believer, I don't, I don't edit my podcast other than the front and the back end, whatever happens in this conversation, we invite other people to listen in. But when we are doing outreach, it might be cold outreach, it might be reconnecting with a colleague or a prospect or somebody else, I can control what goes out. If I screw it up, I stop it and start it again. And this is control in the best of circumstance. I mean, the best of the best sense, which is I want to be very intentional in terms of the message that I deliver, the authenticity by which I, I frame everything and the sincerity. And if I feel that doesn't come across in the way that I need or want or intend, I just do it over again. And so people, some people struggle with video. Some of us are, are you know, blatantly or overtly extroverted and, and don't really have a challenge with it. But when people get a message, they think, oh, that was so great. And I really appreciate it. They don't realize it may not have been the first one I did. I might've been, hi, it's David Aver. And I'm just, oh. okay, let me do that again. Hey, Ethan, it's Dave, right? They don't know it was the first one. So what I love about it is, it's, it's about intentionality and whoever you want to be and however you want to come across, there's an opportunity without trying to figure out technology, without uploading or editing, it's just click a button, record it. Um, and, and for us, I think it's so effective because we want to reach out to people in the way we want to be and who we want to be. And we can control and, or here's, here's sort of a more simple, simpler way of saying it. If it sucks, I don't send it. Right. You know, so, yeah. so how, how has that been in terms of giving people a comfort level? Cause a lot of people are very nervous on camera. I always say, if it sucks, don't send it. Yeah. Uh, three things I want to key in on there. The first one is control and, and comfort and confidence. This blend there. Sincerity is another key one that I'll do a quick drive by on. And then the last one I want to end with is intent, which is a really key word that you use there. So for starters, for people who haven't done this before, again, we're all used to at this point, you know, well over a year into pandemic, and some of us were doing it regularly before that, you know, we're all comfortable to get turning our cameras on and just being in this live conversation. And now we're, it's kind of like being in the room. We're comfortable enough there. We don't, you know, we don't get weirded out. The one difference is that we can see ourselves on screen. I recommend if that's distracting to you that you turn your self view off. I think some of your meetings might be more effective if you do that, because if you're sitting in a conference room with four other people, you can't really look at yourself. It'd be really weird if you got a mirror oh, out. And oh, I, at oh I can. I'm just telling you. Yeah. For me, so, it's, it's it's about the hair. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah. So the uh, it looks amazing, by the Thank way. For those of you who are listening only, go to YouTube and check Serious. out David's channel. Where these dreamy here. I'm just saying. It looks spectacular. All right. Sorry, I interrupted your thought. And you were it's well good. organized. No, it's good. Um, so so there is there is a difference to recording yourself and sending yourself, and it's yeah. this opportunity to play yourself back. And so to the control idea in digital channels for two decades and running, maybe two and a half, three decades and running, we've had incredible control over our digital words, our digital presence, our digital persona. We can shoot 14 photos and post the best one after we like correct it and filter it. We can type up an email and then cut and paste and move it around, add an emoji to make sure that people know that we're joking and that we're not too serious, even though it still might come across as passive aggressive, like so many limitations <laughs> there that video overcomes, right. by the right. way. Um, we can post a blog post and then we can edit it, change the headline. We can change some of the words. We can flip it around. Even after we publish it, we can edit it. Same thing with our social posts. If we don't like something, we can actually remove the post or we can edit the comment. We have all of this like really intense down to the word, in some cases down to the pixel control over our digital stuff. So to your point, you don't have to send a video that you feel like sucks, but I want to caution people. You're going to feel like it sucks a lot more than anyone else would ever think that it sucks. That's exactly right. You're going to judge yourself far more, far more harshly. And this style of video does require that you relinquish some of that control and that you're just in the moment with your whole self because you hit record and you just go. The only time I, well, there are a couple circumstances where I'll re-record a video. One is where I maybe go too long. It's like, I, it takes me two and a half minutes to say something I know that I could say in 90 seconds. And so out of courtesy for my recipient, I'll re-record it just to save them a minute, even though it costs me an extra minute and a half. Um, the other thing too, if I if I get something definitely wrong or I don't feel like the energy is right or the momentum is right, I'll usually start something over, but that, I'll make that decision in the first 10 seconds as you did in your mock video uh, that you just did, uh, David. And so this does take some practice. Don't judge yourself too harshly. I recommend sending some of them, even if you feel like they suck, to people you know and who know you, where there isn't like business on the line, this kind of a thing, um, right. just to get comfortable. And you'll get replies and responses that validate it. Second, you mentioned sincerity. I feel very, very strongly, and I know from experience, and I know from talking with hundreds and hundreds of customers like you, that if you are sincere about the value or opportunity or meaning that you're representing in your video, there is nothing better that you could send than a video because that sincerity yeah. is something people can feel and sense. It's something that no human gets enough of, especially if it's something like a, a positive, like a thank you or a good job or a congratulations, or I was happy to hear, or even if it's kind of like in this more um, neutral or negative zone, like, hey, I was really sorry to hear, hey, I was really sorry to hear about your aunt. She was such an amazing lady. I'll never forget when she blah, 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 blah. I want to let you know that I'm thinking about you and your family. If I can do anything at all, reach out and let me know. I promise that video will get it. That changed my day or that changed my week or that was the nicest thing anyone's done in the past month. And far um, more than an email or a text correct, that because you that's hope sincerity. will be, right? You hope will be interpreted and we all know how often it can be misinterpreted. So video does it. You can put your hand on your chest and say, listen, I am so sorry, right? Yeah. You can't, if you, you mean can't. it. So the sincerity you, is key there. Exactly. And then the, the, the other one that I'll describe here, and then we can do intent or not. Um, the other one is, and this is very specific to customer experience, bad news or apologies. 
anytime you need to apologize to a customer for something, even if it wasn't necessarily your fault, you want to kind of own it anyway. Um, there's some kind of a failure. There was some kind of a breakdown. There's some kind of a miscommunication. The customer is upset. Apologize eye to eye, face to face through video. And I can't tell you how many times. So I sent tons of emails and I was a, I was a mass email sender. You know, I'm, I'm talking like 20, no better. You know, I was, right. I, we all I was were a little at, bit ignorant. And so, so sometimes I would get replies that are like, this sucks. You suck. Sometimes the language is more aggressive. Get, get taking off your list. Why did I get this? Et cetera. Angry people. So I would send a personal reply and say, Hey, it's Ethan at Bob Bomb. I'm the guy who sent you that email. I am so sorry that you did not want to receive it. Obviously, it doesn't do me any benefit. It does you no benefit to send you emails that you don't want to receive. I just want to personally let you know that I've manually and personally unsubscribed you in both of the systems that we use to send email. If I can ever help you in the future, do what I'm doing now, which is get you face to face with the people who matter most to your success. Right. Let me know. And no joke, a quarter to a third of the time, I would get immediate replies and say, hey, sorry. My bad. Resubscribe me. I'd be happy to 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 continue learning more. Yeah. And, and I don't say that to say that like video can like save the day. It's this idea that people feel heard, they feel seen, they feel appreciated. So this is good in the good moments, but it's also really powerful in the bad moments and in managing expectations. If you feel like a project is going off the tracks or they were hoping for something that you just learned, you're not going to be able to deliver for one reason or another. Um, hey, we can't do that date or this thing isn't going to come through or whatever. The, hey, you know, I know we had this price range of, you know, 18 to 27 bucks. It's coming in at 29, you know, like whatever the case may be, uh, anticipating bad news and communicating that eye to eye face to face is also really powerful just so people feel like you know you're you're aligned with them they can feel the difference and again the key is that you're sincere about it well but part of the challenge right now is is that is conspicuous in its absence right i mean it is so much more appreciated like a thank you note or whatever else because people don't take the time to do it correct so when they know i mean talk about feeling heard and respected and acknowledged and seen when somebody takes the time to do that on a very personal level um, and not a mass email and not a, a, you know, here's a survey that we send to everybody on an auto drip through Infusionsoft um, that you take the time to do that. And once again, you made the point before, it doesn't mean that everybody gets it every single time. Once again, it makes more sense that way. But, but to clarify as well, when I talk about not sending it when it sucks, I always opt for authenticity over perfection. It's not that perfect. it has to be well perfect. Said. It just has to come across the way you wanted it to, because because people can go off the rails by opting for pers um, for perfection, right? Hi, Ethan. It's David Abram. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. No, it's just talk to him. Perfect. Just talk to him and do him and, and that kind of authenticity. And it, it sometimes isn't it odd that it takes practice to be real. Yes. People think they have to be perfect and it's they have so, to put on the so facade. Yeah, I think so many people struggle. Like they, they think that they are going to find their voice or discover their voice. And this is true in video. It could be true as a podcast host or guest. It right. could be true of blogging. It could be true of posting consistently to social media. Like people think that they're going to find or discover. It's not. You develop your voice. You develop this comfort. You develop this confidence. And the only way to do it is practice. The only way to become a really good writer is to write. Is to write, absolutely. The only way to get good on camera and to be comfortable just speaking extemporaneously is to do it, get the reps in, and you develop your voice, no matter the channel or the medium, you develop your voice. It's not, it's not waiting to be discovered. It's not around the corner and you just, you're just not looking in the right place. You actually have to just put the work in 
and it will come to you. Right. But it's also mindset. One of the things yes. I talk to people when they get very nervous and I put it, my, my assistant used to be that way. And she goes like, don't put me on camera. I, don't want, I said, just talk to me. Just talk to me. I said, do you ever get nervous when the phone rings? And she says, what do you mean? I said, do you ever nervous? Like, I, I don't know who it is. I don't know what I'm going to say. No, you just pick up the phone and talk about it. That's right. why when I do podcasts and even when, and I, of course I'm on a lot of other people's podcasts as well. I would say, please don't send me questions or don't ask me to send you questions. Let's have a great conversation. Let's invite people to listen in right now. I'm fully present. You and I are having a great conversation. And at some point, a lot of people are going to listen or watch this, but it's better if we can have this. I think bomb bomb and video email is a great example of that because, because it works. Let me, let me do a quick shift for a second. Cause here's the interesting dichotomy is that we're in a time and I, and I get a lot of people who the contrarians are, who are saying, no, no, no. He said, the kids today, they want to text. They don't want to take the time, whatever. But this interesting dichotomy at the same time, when they say all the communication, it's just got to be mobile and text and whatever else that this face-to-face, which is now enabled by new mechanisms do so is really the part that's far more effective it may not be as expeditious, it may not be as cost effective, um, but it's far more effective. And those of us in business who are looking to form and forge and cultivate great relationships, we have to opt for effectiveness over expediency. Yeah, I, I think the the one thing that is really going to bring, so, so a couple of things. One, like when we talk about the younger people, you, you know, I think about myself when I was 17, 20, 22, and then I think about myself when I was at 28 or 32 or 36, you know, I, I think some of these younger people that, that were kind of setting these expectations on, and this thing's dead, and this is the new thing, this thing is over, this thing is on the rise. You know, I, I think that the, the interesting thing going on in the professional environment at large, um, inside companies, inside customer relationships, et cetera, is that we have now multiple generations, like four, four clearly defined generations all working together as yep. teammates, as supplier and customer, as vendor and customer, as strategic partners, et cetera. And so I think some of some of the things that are common to you and me, we're approximately the same age, you know, the way that we came up, the, the work ethic, the, the standards, the norms, et cetera, some of that gets passed down. Some of it is changing and adapting, you know, generation to generation. So I think there will come to be an appreciation for being seen and heard as an individual human being. And I think that the, the cultural attunement to values and ethics and transparency that I think the younger generations really seem to be per surveys and, and research, et cetera, I'm speaking very broadly here, but their preference for companies that are doing the right things in the right yep. way, for wanting sure. to work for a company that represents their values. I think this idea of communicating in a more honest and authentic way is consistent with that trend. And um, I think a lot of other, uh, another generational observation is that some people say, well, these, these kids are, you know, they're, they're digital natives. They're used to being in photos and videos. And so I'm like, they're still going to suffer the same challenge as a 62 year old that wants to incorporate this, which is this need for perfection that, you know, this tendency to shoot 18 photos and put only to post and, the single and, and very filters and all of the above. Yeah. Right. So, so there's this, the, the human side that makes it challenging to do is also the human side that I think will make it appreciated if it's used the right way for generations to come. I see this. I, I love that you use that phone call example. Like, do you worry about the phone call? Like, I, I look forward to the day when this style of video communication is just part of what we do. 
Mm-hmm. Just like jumping on a Zoom call or picking up the phone or typing up an email or sending a LinkedIn message and all these things that we do without really thinking twice about it, that, that this becomes that normalized. And I really think it has the potential to do so as long as it's not ruined by the, by the users and by the companies that are attracting and training users to really treat it a bit more like a, an attention-grabbing gimmick, primarily right. in the po- prospecting phase of the relationship. Um, cause we're seeing a lot of that. And as, as soon as you just start having a, a five minute conversation with someone opening up the use case ideas across the entire customer life cycle for a sixth year renewed customer or a 12th transaction renewed customer, who's given you two referrals and a great online review. Like when you expand the use case ideas for people, they start to map it for themselves and they see, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't just a trick to steal more attention from people who I don't know and who don't know me uh, so I can spike my reply rates. We are still seeing that effect, but I think if we treat it that way, it has more potential to burn out. And I think it's much deeper than that for the reasons we've already observed. It's just a, a more personal and human way to communicate. But, but, let me, but let me stay on that for a second. Let me, how do you guard against that? Anytime there's a new platform, it will immediately be adopted and abused by spammers, by pornography, by, by anything where we can get in front of people. How do you in a free society control to an extent, or is it by just making sure that, that we work hard to make that the, ensure that the predominance of utilization is appropriate and is effective? Uh, because not only those who would use it for, for malicious purposes or offensive or bothersome purposes, but there's just a lot of people who just are not good at this. My God, it's been a year. If I'm on one more, and granted, Zoom is more of the is the back and forth communication. If I'm on one more call with people with a with palm trees or Golden Gate Bridge behind them, I swear I'm going to open a vein. My God, people, it's been a year, and so there are so many people. I, I for me, I think this is the biggest risk, is that it's used so poorly by people who just don't get it or don't understand or try and do it for ways that are offensive or bothersome that it ruins it for the rest of us. And I think we've seen that, and I don't mean to go on too long, but we've seen that with LinkedIn, which is a great, great platform for sharing information, a horrible platform for interpersonal communication. Horrible, 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 because it's abused by everybody connects with you, tries to pitch you business within the first 20 seconds. How do you guard against that for a company like BombBomb? Yeah, so a couple of things. First, you raise a very interesting paradox the noisier the environment gets, and frankly, the more polluted the environment gets, and by pollution, I mean yeah, unwelcome digital distractions, things that cause friction, that slow you down, that confuse you, that frustrate you, that aren't what it purports to be. And it, you know, just a two seconds of scrutiny lets you know that this isn't what it suggests it is. It's like this, this all of that, like the, the ill. Right. So the for, for well-meaning people who are investing their time and attention in, in a podcast like yours and, and in communities around CX or, or whatever their specialty or interest is, for the people that are doing approximately the right things in approximately the right way, this misuse creates a lot more noise and, again, pollution. And the challenge then for us well-meaning people who intend to do good in the world most of the time and are coming with sincerity and value and purpose and and intent and trying to make that clear to people 
It inhibits our ability, A, to break through. It also means that we no longer get the full benefit of the doubt, right? Because people can't afford to give us the benefit of the doubt because, you know, eight out of 10 if, right, are garbage. Say, if, if one in 10 is, is effective, right. they're just going to throw them all out. Now, now, that said, that's one of the reasons that video is so powerful in this context, because your identity immediately becomes clear. I'm not hiding behind a cloak of digital anonymity. I'm me, a dude who represents himself by name adjacent to his image or his email signature or whatever in my office, greeting you by name, speaking to your question or your opportunity or the reason I'm reaching out. There's a layer of verification there. And so, so a lot of these like subconscious worries and concerns, like, is this what it says it is? Is this safe or is this unsafe? Is this relevant or irrelevant? When we can be more ourselves, it immediately breaks through. Like, first of all, being a face instead of a block of text immediately differentiates you. But that doesn't take us to where, quite where we need to go. That just gets you the attention you need. Then if you're communicating again with sincerity and intent, and you can communicate that to somebody else as yourself, that breaks through. And so the paradox then is it's harder to reach people in meaningful ways, but as soon as you can get that attention and prove that you are who you say you are with something that is potentially of interest to them, or at least enough of a polite ask, right? I'm not asking for an hour of your time on my first touch. You know, I'm just saying, this is why I'm reaching out to you in this it's way. It's the micro yeses that you were Would talking Would you like to learn more potentially? Would you like to talk about this sure. like kind of thing? Um, so how do we guard against this as a, as a provider? One, just funny that you mentioned pornography. Obviously, it dominated the internet immediately uh, for just for whatever flawed that is in, in human nature. Um, we were approached by a very large company very early on. Like right when I joined the company, we had like three, 400 customers. And uh, this is actually before I joined the company full-time, I went with Connor, one of our co-founders, I was doing project work for him, uh, which is how I became a full-time team member. Um, and we went to this conference in San Francisco. And one of our meetings was with this guy who was, uh, turns out he was very big in the porn industry. And he was like, I can bring you so many customers and blah, 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 blah. We already had stated core values. And Connor was like, that's really awesome. That would absolutely blow up our business. It would be absolutely amazing from a financial perspective, but we do not want to participate in any way with that. So, you know, having a clear set of core values and a clear mission, our mission as an organization is to rehumanize, dehumanized populations of people, people who've been dehumanized by system or circumstance. We do that. We fund that mission by helping people rehumanize their business communication to be more clear, to be more effective, to build stronger relationships, et cetera. And when you think about so much of an industry like that, and there are many industries that dehumanize people, there are even dehumanized or organizations and systems and processes that we would all look at their logo or their company name and say, oh, they're above board. It's an awesome organization. But if you go deep into the culture and look at how people are being managed, how people are being trained, the expectations that are being set, the demands that are being placed on them, yep. the, the actions they're, hey, you need to make 150 calls today kind of a thing. You know, a lot of that is dehumanizing to the employee and as a consequence, dehumanizing to the customer who's being treated more like a number than a person. But I digress. We also track... Uh, unsubscribe rates, abuse rates. If people are getting like abuse complaints on the video emails that they're sending, we will freeze their account. We'll have a conversation with them. Hey, wanted wow. to let you know you're sending and people get pissed. Like we've had hot people on social media trying to call us out and we're like, Hey, 
it's not in your interest, it's not in our interest, and it certainly affects the rest of our customers. If we let people send emails and video emails that people don't want to receive and they're marking it for abuse, that inhibits our ability right. to that, get the rest of That's a bomb bomb email that I don't correct. want. Correct. And we it have does to manage those of us our who are yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, we, we do that. And of course we probably, we've been doing this for over a decade. We provide a ton of training and education. And again, if people want some resources, they can just email me. I'm happy to like people that are interested um, and they want to learn more than we're able to cover in this conversation, which I'm really enjoying, by the way. Um, uh, I'm happy to provide that. Good. We're talking to Ethan Butte, chief evangelist at BombBomb. You can look him up at BombBomb.com, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B, which leads me to the very obvious question, where did the name come from? Great question. This goes back to where we started. So in 06, Darren and Connor had the idea for this company. They didn't have a name for it. Uh, and they were at some kind of an event. Let's just call it a party or whatever. Um, and someone told Connor that he was the bomb. You're the bomb.com. And you know, this popular slang at the time, like he's sure. the bomb, she's the bomb, that pizza's the bomb, this taco is the bomb, you know, th this kind of thing. And so uh, bomb.com was not available. Bombbomb.com was available. Um, and so, you know, at the time it was just kind of a, an, an intuitive thing maybe. Uh, but if I, if I want to justify it in hindsight, even though I was not involved in the decision at all, um, if I want to justify it in hindsight, like this idea that you're the bomb, like you are your own best differentiator, you are your own best sales asset, you are the bomb. And so we want to help you put yourself forth in a way that serves other people most effectively. And so, um, I guess that's how I would justify it in hindsight, but it really was just this kind of off the well, cuff. And then, and then, but you also the get to the thing. point, right? Because people don't say the word as much anymore, but you get to define the company. It's certainly memorable. Yeah. Um, it certainly begs the question because I am such an evangelist for the company. Once again, to clarify, if you're listening, they are not a sponsor. I pay them for this service. And it's just been so incredibly effective for us because it lets me show the best of me. And so when we are marketing as a company, and I have a great team that, that promotes me as a speaker and a consultant, this gives me a chance to do the reach out as me, the way I want to be. And it's been tremendously effective. So in the last minute or so that we have here right now, um, pull out your crystal ball. We have seen a tremendous shift in acceptance for what has long been prognosticated in terms of how we're going to communicate. This is that differentiator from Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams or something else because it's the asynchronous one-way introduction conversation. Um, what is, what's, the, what's the next two years, next five years look like? Yeah, I'll just say just to, to answer that, I'll go back two years. We have a lot more competition now than we did two or three years ago. Some of it is backed by a lot of really smart money. Um, you know, some of the best VCs are now tens of millions of dollars into some of our competitors. We're bootstrapped, by the way, um, which is interesting, challenging. And, you know, it has its, its own benefits as well. Um, so I, I think this is going to continue. I think the single biggest impediment to adoption is what we've already talked about, which is discomfort with the vulnerability of being yourself on camera. I think the more people do it, the more normalized it becomes. Yeah. I think, uh, and the broader that we can see the use cases beyond the initial ones that get services sold um, and it starts being more in service of the customer somewhere we've been for years. I, you know, I, my guesstimate is that we're at about maximum, absolute maximum, a half million regular users of tools like these on a consistent basis. But I think that there are tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people who could, should, would be making this part of the way that they're communicating daily or weekly, internally, externally, and with everyone that they know. And so I think it will continue to grow. 
I, we saw a really big spike last year. Um, it has since kind of settled on a new plateau. And so growth continues, uh, but I think it, it has a long way to go in terms of being a normalized thing that people can get comfortable in their own skin, being themselves, which is a sad but exciting thing to say. The last thing I'll say is that for all of us who've made it to the other side of that discomfort, it is insanely liberating. It is insanely rewarding. And so I encourage you to agree, run agree. some practice reps through that discomfort. Yeah. No, I love it. I got to tell you, it's just huge. Big thanks to uh, Ethan Butte for being with us here today. Hang with me for a second. We'll say goodbye on the backside of this. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Customer Experience Advantage Morning Huddle Video Engagement Series Initiative. Some of the most innovative solutions to your biggest customer-facing challenges are likely found within the creative minds of your own people. Let me contribute to your morning huddle conversation with your team. You can learn more about membership in this powerful global initiative by visiting customerexperienceadvantage.com. All of my books, including my new book, see if it shows here on uh, without being too good, called the, uh, the Morning Huddle, Powerful Customer Experience Conversations to Wake You Up, Shake You Up, and Win More Business. Ethan was great to give me a nice endorsement quote on the back of this. This is available on Amazon, Kindle, and hardback everywhere. Be sure to click to like this podcast, subscribe, leave your comments below, and click the little bell to receive notifications of new episodes. And you can learn more about my keynote speaking. The world is opening back up. I'm excited to be traveling again. Also, my consulting at davidavern.com. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. Check out past episodes. Leave a comment. Big thanks to my guest, Ethan Butte. I'm David Averin. Be good. This has been the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin. Feel free to leave a comment and be sure to hit the thumbs up button. You can listen to past episodes and be notified of future ones by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. David's popular marketing and customer experience books are available in print as well as Kindle and audiobook and published in multiple languages around the world. You can stay connected and learn more at davidaverin.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.